Welcome back, college football fans. We're back here for another episode in our studio. It is definitely not my bedroom. But yeah, we're, we're here to unpack a pretty crazy weekend. I mean, it seems like every week's been pretty wild, but I don't know. This weekend, every game seemed to be a thriller. I don't, I don't know what you're thinking, Brock, but what, what are your thoughts? No, yeah, it was uh, some wild ones this week. Yeah. You know, that Wake Forest Clemson game. That was a great game. That was a great game. It's kind of what we expected. Kansas State going on the road, getting it done in Norman, dude. Yeah. Big Man, one. Oklahoma needs Lincoln Riley, dude. And A and M, they uh, they got the win against top I, ten Arkansas. I don't know how they won that game. Yeah, I generally don't know how they won that game. That was I've never seen anything like that. I mean, we'll cover it later, but I mean, tip yeah. off the top of the goalpost. Yeah, that you I've, ever seen that before? I've never seen that before. I've never seen anything like that before. Tennessee tried to throw that game away. Yeah, probably at should, the end. Yeah, yeah, that was wild, dude. I was I was losing it. Yeah, so uh, for the recaps, we kind of just go over. Well, we saw during the weekends, and uh, I'm sure you guys are watching, but, you know, if you missed anything, we might be able to bring it up here. So I think we should we should start with that Clemson-Wake Forest game. I, I know that I picked Wake Forest, and you picked Clemson, so we kind of expected me to be right, but I was actually wrong this week. I had a good week. Yeah. Brock, Brock had a big week. I had a really good week. I think you were 4-1 with four the, and one, the big yeah. games. Yeah. And I think I was like 1-4, so that's kind of what I get for... You know, I was I was kind of giving you a hard time last week because you were struggling, but no, nah, it's okay. Maybe it's, the roles have flipped, you know. Now nah, this week I'll go back to being like zero and five. Yeah. Oh yeah, I guarantee. You. Yeah, we'll see about that. But yeah, number five, Clemson. Clemson going to the Demon Deacons. I know we we talked about their history and, and their mascot. They went they went uh fifty one to forty five, and uh, I was impressed with Wake Forest's performance. And I think if you're uh, I think if you're a Wake Forest fan, you shouldn't be uh, too discouraged with his loss against a, I mean, obviously a top five team, but I don't know. Clemson, if you're a Clemson fan, I I don't think you should be too disappointed either. I, th- I think that that's a really good win on the road. They got a big one next week against NC State, but um, Sam Hartman balled out, 300 th- 337 yards for six touchdowns, and uh, DJ Uwe got... <laughs> Uyagalele, man. Yeah, that's a tough yeah, one. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. We're just going to call him DJ. Let's yeah, just call him yeah, DJ. He's man. DJ for the rest yeah. of the year. Yeah, he, he had a pretty big game as well. I know that um, Clemson, their secondary was a little banged up, and we definitely saw Wake Forest take advantage of that. And uh, it seemed like the Tigers were fighting for their life on defense. No, yeah, some of those corners. Especially number twenty. Yeah, number twenty. Yeah, no disrespect, man. Yeah. But no, a lot of disrespect. You got you got torched. Yeah, he got torched. I was on Twitter during the game, and man, I think he was trending. His last name was Wiggins. Wiggins. Because I remember yeah. it was like Wiggins was like number one trending in the United States. I was like, man, that guy's got it rough. He was toast, man. He was yeah, burnt toast. He was burnt toast. And it's like, it's not even like you know he was just getting like run past. <laughs> Sam Hartman was just. He's yeah. like, all right, I got one-on-one on the outside. I'm just going to throw it up, and my receiver's going to catch it. Yeah, his goal was to locate number 20, and then he just throw it that direction, you know. He'll yeah. either he'll either foul you or – yeah. Oh, oh, my goodness, dude. I think that – let me – his the stats pulled up. His stats for the game was probably, you know, one pass breakup, six pass interferences, five touchdowns given up, 400 yards of <laughs> offense, like – And 10 – Ten shootouts from the coach. Yeah, literally, dude. Yeah. Every time, like he he got it, he uh, got like a penalty too. You yeah. know what he did? He did uh, on that last play of the game. He was the one to knock it away. Was he? Yeah, he was. Man, so I mean, I was like, dang, but yeah, he got torched. Yeah, shout out to him, I guess. You yeah, know? 
he made but, the play when it counted, kind of. But yeah, we expected this to be a a nail biter. I, I think that last week we were like, this this game is gonna be on a game winner. I know I picked a uh, Wake Forest, and they probably should have got it done. But you know, Clemson just better, more experienced program, and they were able to pull out a win. Yeah, I think Clemson's D line is insane. Yeah, they're like really good. I think Clemson. I think what I learned about Clemson was their D line is going to bail them out of some games, and their secondary is going to lose them a game or two, especially really? if they can't get healthy. Yeah, they got to get they, healthy. Their backups, backups are terrible. <laughs> they're they're generally so. They're, it wasn't even number twenty. I, I want to say number eight was pretty bad. Was it the too. long hair guy? I think so. Yeah, I think he got picked on a little bit too. Yeah. I think yeah, everyone was just getting punished on the defense. And it like, must have been going like classroom to classroom. And they're like, all right, anyone who's half athletic, we need you this weekend. We need you this weekend. We need you this weekend. No, yeah. So throw some pads on and, and start trying to guard these guys. And, man, they they picked him apart. Maybe, like, it's respect to Sam Hartman, too. Because he just looked he looked so Dude, he looked good. Like a, he, he looked, looked like really an good. NFL quarterback out yeah. there. He was composed. I know that you texted me as a Raiders fan. You're like, that dude's going to be a Raider one yeah, day. he's going to be a future Raider. He looked good in black. Be. Yeah. So, you know, he was standing in the pocket. He was throwing dimes. He's taking shots when he needed to. And you know what? The Raiders could use them right now. Yeah, they could. They're <laughs> they're terrible. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, I think I think Wake Forest is underrated. I really do. Even after losing, I think Wake Forest is an underrated football team. But I think I think Clemson, they just have the talent. That was such a good game. That was a really good that game. That was amazing. Even knowing it was like 60% Clemson fans on the road. Yeah, that, that stadium like, was really cool, and I know yeah. you pointed out that literally it was like – there was a lot of orange there. Well, I saw a picture, and it's like this like cutout of this corner that's just all Clemson. Yeah. And I'm just like – I thought Wake Forest was at home. Yeah. But <laughs> – no, yeah, I, DJ – I think DJ – I think I texted you during the game too, and I was like, DJ is just throwing prayers. Yeah. Like there was some times he was just lobbing some of those balls. And like his receivers are coming down with it. So like, you know, yeah. I guess that works, but – I wasn't too impressed with DJ. I know he, I know he had an amazing stat line. He had five touchdowns. How many yards? 371 yards? 371, yeah. But I just wasn't that impressed with him. Really? Like, I thought a lot of his touchdowns were kind of just like prayers. Like on the receivers end? Yeah, I think like the receivers brought him down. Okay. But I think he's, I still think he's talented. I still think he's good, good QB. But yeah. I thought Hartman outplayed him. And I don't think it was really close. Dude, he looked so good. He looked really good. He's just like one of those, those veterans. I think he's a junior. Yeah. Was he twenty nine? Yeah, he looks like he's like thirty five. No, yeah, yeah, but he just looked good, you know. Was getting he was really efficient. I mean, twenty for twenty nine, and it it just looked like he's been doing it for a while, you know. I think Wake Forest play calling was really terrible too at the end. Oh yeah, they kind of why they start running it. I don't know, like, man. I think they they started like they were trying to chew. It clock, looked like Clemson was kind of scared of the the deep ball and the passing, so maybe they were like, okay, we can we can punish them by grounding and pounding these fools but but even then like if they're backing off their their corners yeah i'm still throwing at them because they, just they still so couldn't timid. cover you yeah it was like it was like a it was like an offense that might have come off a turnover but it's like you just came off of scoring five touchdowns against top five team in the country and now you're going to start running the ball it just didn't really make any sense to me yeah just like looking at the receivers and their longest catch of the day 46 yards 28 yards 23 yards 19 yards 22 yeah. yards it's like Y'all were cooking them through the air. I don't yeah, know right. why you, you know, stop, stop doing that. But yeah, I think I think Wake Forest is going to cause some trouble to a lot of ACC teams. I wouldn't be surprised they run the table, maybe finish like eleven and one. Really? 
I could see that. Yeah, huh. I think they're. I actually think they're really, really, really good. That's what's interesting is because, say Wake Forest, they finish eleven and one. You know things pan out that way. Their one loss is to Clemson. You know, do they get some? They get some playoff talk. I, I don't know if they're in the same division or not. Because if they're eleven and one and don't go to the conference championship game, then I think it's kind of chalked. Yeah. But I could see them as a New Year's Six team for sure. Because I, I was really impressed with how they play. I think their defense needs some work. Yeah. But I don't think it was anything that can't be fixed. You know, I think I think they struggled kind of keeping DJ in the pocket. I think that's probably one thing that DJ did really well was he got out of the pocket when he needed to and made plays with his legs. But, yeah, Wake Forest is in Clemson's division, which kind of sucks. Oh, yeah. So, man, the Coastal is... We'll see, though. I mean, Clemson might they might lose next week. They could drop two more games, and we see Wake Forest in the ACC Championship. Their division is so much harder than the other one. They uh-huh. got Clemson, Florida State, and NC State. The other division, the best team is probably Pittsburgh. Really? Miami's in that division. Yeah. Miami's terrible. Oh, yeah, Miami's terrible. <laughs> yeah, Miami's awful. So, yeah, I think, I think Clemson, you know, it's Clemson. They win those games. You know, that's kind of what I was predicting on is Clemson winning those games. Yeah. I think their talent just kind of took over a little bit. But I think I think Wake Forest really shot themselves in the foot with the mm-hmm. play calling. I thought Sam Hartman was great. He really impressed me. Will Shipley I, played good, too. Yeah, Will Shipley was solid. He's he had that solid. insane touchdown. Yeah. The one where the dude, like, oh, yeah. drilled him, but he, like, still, like, spinned yeah. off That's him. That's when those squads pay off. Yeah. Because it was that yeah. last second he burst. Like, he was about to he was about to get tackled, and then yeah. it was just all thighs from there. Yeah. So, I don't know. Kind of gives me a – he gives me a – Christian McCaffrey vibes. A I could bit. see that. Yeah, I could actually see that. I was like, whoa, they kind of look the same, you know. Yeah, but yeah, you know, business as usual for Clemson. Um, I thought Dabo was pretty complimentary of Wake Forest at the end. Yeah. Kind of said how tough they were, and I think it's true. I think Wake Forest is really underrated. So I think they got a big one against Florida State this week, which I think we're gonna keep our eyes on. Cause yeah, I, I actually think Florida State is solid. We're gonna be talking about both these teams on Wednesday, yeah. I think, because Clemson they got they got game day against NC State. Yeah, I guess technically if NC State beats Clemson, Wake Forest beats Florida State, yeah. then it's kind of back on again. Yeah. So so we'll see you next week. It'll kind of be, give us give I'm us kind of cheering for Wake Forest for the rest Dude, of the Dude, I week. like them a lot. Yeah. I was, I was, yeah. They, kind I of, they play football the right way. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, so both these teams are some, some uh, crews to look out for in the coming weeks. Number 10, Arkansas taking on the Aggies in that neutral side at Arlington Cowboys Stadium. A&M got the win 23-21 to on a missed field goal in the last, I think it was the last two minutes for the Razorbacks. Max Johnson got the start for Texas A&M, got the win. This is this is a huge two wins for a Texas A&M squad who lost to App State a couple weeks ago. So kind of a bounce, a bounce back for these guys. And uh, Devon A-Chain, he also had a monster game. 19 carries, 159 yards, one touchdown. I... I don't know. I think KJ Jefferson kind of struggled. I know that Arkansas fumbled the ball a lot. I think what, what do you say? It was like five, five times. fumbles. So I mean, obviously that played a role in, in only them lost losing. one of them though. Yeah. But, oh, they only lost one. Oh. Yeah. Just and couldn't hold on to the rock. That fumble was the the crazy one. That Texas oh, yeah. took the house. That's right. That was yeah, so Arkansas. They fumbled the ball. I think it was on. They were like the they were about line. To, yeah they were on yeah. the two yard line. And uh, A&M, they pick it up, and the guy's about to get tackled. He just hands it off to his teammate, and they just go to the crib. And you called that. I'd say I called the defensive called touchdown from the boys. Yeah. So. Wednesday, Brock was like, yeah, I think Texas a and going to – their defense is going to score a touchdown. 
And yeah, he was right. So yeah, this was this was like the craziest game, and not because it was two high scoring offenses. It's because it was kind of like two teams that weren't really playing good. I didn't think A and M played great. I thought they played all right. Max Johnson was okay. A chain went crazy, but I don't know. Maybe that's what Texas A and M is going to be. It's kind of a team that really doesn't do anything on offense, but yeah. they, their defense kind of bails them out. I thought their defense played good. Yeah. But, like, they went down 14-0 and only gave up seven the rest of the game. That's pretty solid. So, yeah, I don't know. I really don't know what to make of Texas A&M. Obviously, you know, the Miami loss looks worse because mm-hmm. Miami just got embarrassed. But Or the Miami win looks worse, I guess. Yeah. But I don't know. Arkansas, I, that's, like, the worst I've seen K.J. Jefferson play. Yeah. I didn't think he played good at all. So He's kind of someone we had a lot of high praise for. Yeah, I'd say we were hyping him up midweek. We, we said he was going to be the reason they win the game. We got a curse or something. I know, yeah. <laughs> if we talk good about you, then... And you're screwed, then dude. You better, be, you better be concerned because, yeah. Yeah, like, we, we said that K.J. Jefferson is going to be the reason that Arkansas wins the game. And, like, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's a little hard. He had 18 carries for 105 yards. Damn. Yeah. I didn't know he carried. Oh, and I love Arkansas's running back. Rocket Sanders, dude. Rocket Sanders? Is that's, his that's his nickname. Rocket. Rocket. That's so sick. Isn't that what you said you are going to name your first yeah, kid? Rocket. my first kid's going to be Rocket. Rocket. That's so tight. I love that. But, yeah, I don't, know. I don't think it's necessarily over for Arkansas, you know, neutral site game against maybe an up-and-coming Aggies team. But imagine if A&M hadn't had lost to App State. They'd be in. They'd be 4-0. They'd probably be a top four team in the country right now. Top four? I think so. Oh, wow. I think they would have jumped Michigan. Because they'd have wins over a was-ranked Miami and then a top 10 Arkansas. Yeah. I think they'd probably be top four. What did they jump this weekend? Like 19 or something? 17. 17. 17, yeah. They're climbing back up the so, ladder. Yeah. They must have used – I think they used that App State loss as like some fuel. Because this looks like a whole new football team. They must have found that identity that, that you were talking about. Maybe it's just credit to Max Johnson. Yeah. You know, maybe Hayes King was just doing too much. Yeah. I, I generally think the Aggies on offense just need somebody who's not going to make a mistake. It's like A-Chain, he's got the whole team on his yeah, back. literally. Just give him the ball, and like when Max Johnson has to throw it, yeah. just don't turn it over. That's kind of what we're seeing from Oregon. It's like yeah. if the quarterback doesn't have to throw more than 25 times, then it should be a good game for the team. Well, like Texas A&M should look at it as if they can like maybe have like a five or six or seven play drive, and if they have to punt, it's not the end of the world Yeah, because their defense yeah, is good. Yeah, defense holding up. So... Like, generally, as long as A&M doesn't put their defense in bad situations, I think they'll have a chance to win. Because mm-hmm. their defense is good. Their defense is really good. They're going to have some testers, some testies coming up. They got Mississippi State on the road. And then they got Bama on the road. Finally, they're playing some road games. I mean. Four, yeah, their yeah. first road game comes in October. Yeah, what what is that? Yeah, that's wild. But then they got South Carolina on the road. I mean, obviously, it's SEC, so schedule's going to be tough, but. You know, they got some momentum going into some some SEC some SEC games. Well, the team probably believes again. You yeah, know, after you lose to App State at home, yeah, like all confidence gone. They got but, the accounts are probably getting wired up with some money, you know, from the NILs. Oh yeah, they're feeling good right now. now. Yeah, it's their donors. They yeah. said, hey, if you guys don't start winning, <laughs> your paychecks are gonna you're not gonna get paid the anymore. Incentive. They're like, all right, hundred rags, hundred rags for every 
100 yards. Yo, A-Chain, if, yeah, if you go over, if you <laughs> yeah. go over 100 yards, there you I go. I know A-Chain's got the, the fattest bag right yeah, now. He's, he's he just paid the most. He just came home with a Porsche last night. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a brand new Porsche. 100%. So, yeah, yeah. I, I genuinely, like, genuinely with Texas A&M, if you don't turn the ball over and don't make any mistakes on offense, I think your team has a chance to win every game. Oh, against I, Bama. I think so. I no Because I think that defense is good. I think they're really good. They're kind of an oddball team. I really don't know what to expect. We, I think we did. We both pick Miami last week. Uh, I can't remember. I, I think know. we did. I think yeah, we, we did, and then we did. both picked Arkansas. Yeah. So don't sleep on these Aggies. Like I don't. Know, I think I think their offense. I think one of the commentators actually said. It. I think they said their offense was so bad that nobody's even talking about their defense. Yeah. And like I think it's true. Yeah. I think their their defense is actually really really good. Uh-huh. But and for Arkansas, they got Bama next week. At home. Doesn't get any easier. Yeah, it really doesn't get any easier. So it's like, how does this team respond to kind of like a gut-wrenching loss? I, I felt mean, bad for that kicker. Yeah. I hate it when it comes down to that. Yeah. Like when it's the kicker. Because it's, it's just like... There's so many things I know. that and go into that moment. There's, there's so many things that go into the game. So many things during the game that could change, you know? And then all of it falls down on the kicker, kicker. you know? Then the kicker misses yeah. and everyone's like, oh, and it's, not it's even the like kicker's a, fault. I think if that ball is maybe two feet higher... It's then good, it just, yeah. it's good. Yeah. So I mean, it hit the very top of the goalpost with, I think, a minute left. And yeah, I was watching that game with my dad, and when it happened, I turned to him. I was like, "Have you ever seen that?" Yeah. I've never seen. I know a ball, you text me. You're like, "I've never seen anything." I've like never that. seen a ball hit like the the top of the upright. I thought maybe it in. would, you know, bounce forward and and go in. Yeah, yeah. and go in. That would be cool. It's like he hit like the very, like edge of the top. Yeah. And that's why it like went forward. Mm-hmm. But I I have like never seen that, so. Just goes to show it's a game of inches. It literally is, yeah. literally. So, we'll see. We'll see how they respond next week. They got Bama, Mississippi State, and then watch them beat. Watch them beat Bama now. And you really never know. I mean, Bama kind of struggled. Well, it's like a re- it's a revenge game, you know. Yeah. Revenge game. You That's got true. Bama coming to town. Fans are gonna be up for it. Yeah. If it, Bama plays like they did against Texas. Oh yeah, it's right. It's at home against Bama. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Bama on know. the road. You never know. That could shake some things up. Yeah, that could be a sneaky little upset. Yeah, so they were one of two top ten teams that lost this weekend. We'll cover the other one later. It was Oklahoma. Thank, but, thank goodness there's not 11 SEC teams ranked in the top 25. I know. I'm glad things are kind of getting a little shooken up, you know, yeah. making things entertaining. So, yeah, it was a game to watch out for this weekend. The Wisconsin Badgers made the trip out to Columbus just to get kind of beat down by the Buckeyes. They lost 52 to 21 pretty dominant pretty dominant game for the Ohio State offense from against a team that we thought their defense was really good yeah I thought their defense was solid yeah but I mean Stroud put up some pretty impressive numbers 281 yards five touchdowns on one interception Graham Mertz a little bit kind of struggled a little bit not not too not too efficient 11 for 20 didn't break 100 yards he only had 94 yards one touchdown, one interception. And I know that Ohio State, they didn't even start with in Jigba. Like their best wide receiver didn't even play and they didn't really seem to need him. Yeah, they he needs to play though. I really need him to play. He's making me look bad right now. Yeah, because you picked him to win the Heisman, huh? I can't I can't pick a guy to win the Heisman and his stats on the season are <laughs> two receptions for like forty yards yeah. or something like No, I think he has three. He oh, he's got three? Yes. Oh, okay. He's definitely in the hunt for the Heisman. So if he gets up to five receptions then, he's yeah. probably going to win the Heisman. Yeah. So keep an eye out for that. But 
I just need the man to play. I want to see him play because I think he's so talented. And I think we only, like, I, I think we knew he was good last year, but I think we saw the Rose Bowl and we knew that he was going to be really good. That was so, kind of a. It's like a breakout like a game for him. Well, it was kind of like a preview for what we expected to see this season and for him to not just be there. It's and like, dang, I want to watch him play. You know, dude was very explosive in that game. Like, I wanted to see him put 300 yards on a defense that wasn't ours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Make me feel good about <laughs> ourselves, you know? Yeah. But. Yeah, it doesn't look like they need him, you know. The couple receivers, Abuka and Fleming haven't played good. Stover. Abuka, yeah. I didn't know Stover was a linebacker last year. He Who was? Did? Yeah, they moved him to tight end. I didn't even know that. So he had a couple touchdowns yesterday. Beast. So, yeah, I don't know. You know, Ohio State business as usual. It's kind of like – it's kind of becoming with Ohio State that you just kind of want them to get through the season so they can play Michigan. Yeah. Cause like that's I don't see them losing anyone else. Yeah, Michigan looks pretty good. I Michigan, mean, well, well, we don't we don't know how good Michigan yeah, looks. We, we really don't know. They haven't played they, anybody yet. They snuck by Maryland last week, but yeah, I don't know. So I guess Ohio State's got Penn State too. Oh yeah, that'd that be a good. One. Yeah, that'd be a good one. But you know, I think Wisconsin's kind of kind of on a down year. Yeah, which is fine. You know, their conference is amazing. Yeah, when you got Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan all all doing their thing. It's kind of tough to to compete with some of those guys, but yeah. yeah, I don't know. Ohio State running the ball though, pretty. I don't know. I don't feel like they're usually a heavy running team, but two rushers over 100 yards. Yeah. So yeah, business as usual for Ohio State. You know what's kind of sad is next year Big Ten is closing their media rights with ESPN. So oh, yeah. I saw a video that Kirk Herbstreit posted last night, and he was kind of just like, "Is this gonna be the last time I call a game?" You know, in Columbus. <laughs> Obviously, that's his uh, alma mater. But I don't know. It's going to be kind of sad. I, I really didn't I didn't know that news until last night. And I was like, you know, I feel like ESPN and Big Big Ten kind of goes hand in hand. You know, you just get used to seeing those games on ABC. You know, Kirk and Chris call on them. And, and then you think about, like, the Penn State whiteout game. When I think of that, I think of ABC, ESPN as well. Yeah, I think that's the, the tough part about meteorites is yeah. it is kind of breaking up. Yeah. And I think, you know, maybe you'll see a lot of, you know, reporters or, like, analysts. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll switch, you know? Yeah, you never know. Maybe they'll go to go to Fox or one another because yeah. I'm sure that they all have favorite places that they like to go. Yeah. So. Obviously, for Kirk, it's Ohio State, but. But, man, imagine, imagine having, like, Alabama and Georgia college game day. Oh, yeah. But, like, Kirk went to Fox. Yeah. So then he can't call that. So it's it goes hand in hand, I guess, but. Business is business. But no, yeah. So, I don't know. Ohio State, Beast. I, think, I think they've answered all the questions of them. Yeah. I think they're better on defense than they were a year ago. I think their offense, you know, rolling. So you expect them to kind of run the tables? I'd year? expect them to, yeah. You don't I'd think be... they'll have trouble with Michigan from what we've seen so far? Michigan's just a huge question mark, yeah. I think. Because, you know, they played kind of a soft non-con. Yeah. And then, like, they struggled with Maryland last really week. Really soft, not uncommon. So, I don't know. I think, but I think Maryland's underrated as well. Yeah, and so they're what, so, 3-0? Yeah. They got the... They looked really good. They turned the ball the over. Big house. So... Yeah, they got the, the little brother. Little brother of Tua turned the ball over. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, yeah. But, yeah, for Wisco, man, I think... I think they're just going to try to, you know, get to a bowl. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that... I think that'd be. I think if the Badgers get like eight wins, I think they'd be happy about that. Because mm. like I think I assume they still have to play Penn State and Michigan. 
They don't. They don't play either of them. Oh, really? I'm looking at their schedule right now. Oh, then they should win ten games. Yeah. <laughs> they got Illinois and then Northwestern, and then it looks like at Michigan State might be a little tough. Okay, that'd be at a... Iowa. Well, Michigan State got destroyed by Minnesota yesterday. Yeah, well, Minnesota's pretty good. Yeah, they're right. And then there. they got Minnesota at home. Okay. Wisco does. I think that's a rivalry game. I believe. It is. I think so. We gotta. So. We gotta get. We gotta get these facts dialed down. I think that's the Paul Bunyan. It's like the Paul Bunyan Trophy. I want to say. Okay. So I could be wrong, but. Yeah, I think getting into a bowl game would be. A, I think you should be pretty satisfied with that finish. Yeah. Well, like honestly, with that schedule, they should probably. They should probably run the table. Yeah. Run I think the Minnesota. Table. I think Minnesota will be a tough game, but. Their division's still pretty easy. Yeah. So I think they could still get to the the championship game. Yeah. And if they get to the championship game, there's a good chance the other side of that division is going to the playoff. So they could sneak into the Rose Bowl. Yeah. So. And it could be a revenge game against Ohio State. Yeah. And they might just get, you know, throttled again, but they'll have some fire in their eye going into that one for sure. And for Ohio State, they got Rutgers next week, and they go on the road against Michigan State, but – I mean, down the road, they got Penn State on the road and then Michigan in Columbus. Yeah, so that Wisconsin rivalry is the, the Paul Bunyan's Axe trophy. The Paul Bunyan's Axe? Oh, that's interesting. So, you just look that up right there? On the yeah, spot? yeah nice. between Wisconsin and Minnesota. Yeah, so I knew it was something. I knew it was like a big rivalry. But, that'll be the game to conclude the regular season for them. But. Yeah, so I don't know. You really can't be disappointed as a Wisconsin fan to lose at Columbus to Ohio State. You know, that's kind of when you're going through the schedule, you're looking at the games, you're like, yeah, we're probably not beating Ohio State. Like, if we do, then great, you know. But <laughs> Yeah. So, then Ohio State, you know, business as usual. Yeah, I don't Get think the job you done. should be too disappointed as a, as a Wisconsin fan. To... Like, the fact that they only scored 52, you should probably celebrate that. Really? Because <laughs> it could have been a lot more. of points. Yeah, it's still a lot of points. But... On some uh, on some second-string wide receivers. Yeah. I mean, you think about it, and Jigba's in that game. It's a whole different yeah, it's scenario, but probably like ninety. We'll see how Ohio, Ohio State responds, and we'll see if they run the table. Yeah, I think they, I think they easily do. They're a playoff team, potentially even a national championship team. So keep an eye out for them. Another big game this weekend was Oregon Ducks making the trip out to uh, Washington State and kind of beating down on some other Cougars this week. They beat. Washington State 44 to 41 scored 29 points in the fourth quarter, and I think that Wazoo was kind of controlling the game through uh, what was it, the first three quarters. They were up the whole time. Yeah, they choked. Kind of yeah, they folded at the end, folded like a lawn chair. Literally. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I, I picked Washington State. I expected them to win, being in Pullman, but Oregon just they just pulled through at the end. Bo Nix, pretty monster game, 430 yards. On three touchdowns, one interception. I know that we were like last week. We were like, this Oregon team's gonna be good if if Bo Nix throws less than twenty five times a game, and dude just threw for uh, forty four times, and they still won. So that just proves that we were wrong. But yeah, Cameron Ward. I still think that's true though. What? That I think if Bo Nix throws majority of the times, if he throws more than twenty five, thirty passes. Yeah. I don't think Oregon wins. I think I think Wazoo really folded this game. I think they should have won that game. They were in control of it through literally the whole game. Yeah. And, you know, they gave up the late touchdown, and then the pick six kind of sealed it. So I think Wazoo's clock management got to be a little bit better towards the end. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess, like, shout out to Oregon for, for winning. But yeah. 
you can't have 25 carries for 53 yards when you're trying to close out a game. Yeah. You know, you got to be able to run the ball and get first downs mm-hmm. and, you know, take some clock with you. So it's crazy to think that Oregon had 15 points going into the fourth quarter and they ended up with 44. Yeah. That, that's yeah. wild. I don't know. If, I, if I'm a Wazoo fan, I'm not, I'm like upset because that's, that's a game lost. Yeah. You know, that's a, you should be 4 0. You should be ranked in the top 15 probably. But, you know, you're 3 and 1 now. 0 oh, 1 in conference, most importantly, especially with the, you know, not two divisions anymore. You know, you got to, you got to be one of those top two teams, and I don't think USC is going to lose very many games. I don't think Utah is going to lose very many games. Yeah. They obviously have Washington's on the schedule, but now they're down one to Oregon. To Oregon, so you think this game falls on a Cam Ward's shoulders? I mean, two interceptions. Yeah. Or do you think I, it's more of like the Wazoo defense? I think we were. I think we kind of were aware of his. He can turn the ball over. Yeah. I think he turned the ball over against Wisconsin, but they snuck out a win there. So, I don't know. I think I think Cam Ward made plays for them to win the game. Yeah. I just think, you know, down the stretch, their clock management was pretty poor. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, you got to find ways to to get first downs and take clock with you. And they just didn't do that. So, I don't know. I, I generally don't know if I should praise Oregon or kind of, you know, this, diss this on Wazoo. Washington. So, this is a... Pac-12 is looking really competitive this year. I think there's generally six or seven teams that could make a run for the championship, for the championship. Pac-12 championship. So, I mean, as Utah fans, it it definitely looks harder to win the Pac-12 this year than oh, it was yeah. last year. Oh yeah. So I mean, there's Oregon State who put up a good game against USC. I mean, Wazoo looks really good. Washington looks really good with Penix. Yeah. You know, obviously there's Oregon, like UCLA still. UCLA, I mean, they're kind of a sleeper team. So, I don't know. It's it's kind of cool to see, you know, the Pac-12 have some schools pull through and, you know, some really good teams this year. Yeah, you know, I'm interested to see kind of how Oregon does because, like, I, I really just don't think Oregon won this game. I think Washington State threw it away. So, maybe that's kind of, I don't know. You think it's a fluke? I, I, think, fluke it's a, win? I think it's a fluke win. Fluke win for the Ducks? Because, like... They were getting dominated. They were yeah. generally getting dominated. Like Oregon State, or wow, Washington State was really just doing everything to win that football game. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I'm really disappointed for Wazoo. I was pretty hyped because I picked Wazoo, and then through three quarters, I was like, finally, I got to pick right. Yeah. And then they just folded. So Yeah, so I think Washington State has to figure out how to close out games because they're going to have to do that a couple more times this year. Yeah. Yeah, especially with Washington and in the Apple Cup. I don't think you should count them out though. I think that they still have a realistic run at this Pac-12 championship. They have a they have a run at it. It doesn't get any easier though. Mm-hmm. You know, they got USC on the road, they got Utah at home and then Washington at home. So, yeah, you're going to play three top 15 teams. Probably three of probably the top 3 teams in the Pac-12, yeah. I would say. So, you know, I think their road gets a little it gets, you know, harder, but I think if you beat Oregon, you're feeling a lot better about your chances. Yeah. So it's tough to start out the conference play with a loss. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe Bo Nix deserves some praise. You know, he got the win for the Ducks back to back weeks coming off that big win last week. And I think this is a big win this week for him, too. I just I, I just don't trust him. You don't trust him? I don't trust Bo Nix. Why? You think he's careless with the ball? I just think he's got a mistake or two in him. Yeah. That's going to cost Oregon some games. We'll see. So. 
I mean, Oregon's got Stanford at home next week. Game they always lose. Yeah, really. They just they somehow seem to always lose that game. Stanford. I know uh, they lost. I think they lost Stanford last year on they the did. road. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we'll have to see how next week pans out. But it's really can they eliminate those mistakes going into later in the year? They got Washington at home, and then they got Utah at home as well. Two teams that are looking really good, and those are the games where you. And Oregon State yeah. on the road. Yeah, Oregon State on the road. Those are three huge games that finish the season. So they gotta, they gotta eliminate those mistakes, because those those are teams you can't really you can't really turn the ball over on, or they're really gonna punish you. Who won the turnover battle? Was it one each? Let me check. Was, yeah, they, or no, they had two interceptions. Oh yeah, so Cameron threw two interceptions. Yeah, so that's just a little lesson for Wazoo. Can't lose the turnover battle. Unfortunate. But I don't know. I'm excited to see what Wazoo does because I think Wazoo is still a really good football team. Mm-hmm. And I think Cam Ward's got them going. But I think it's going to definitely hurt a little bit. This Maybe loss. it's similar to that Texas A&M situation where they kind of lost one that they shouldn't have. And then they just use that as fuel moving forward. And then we see a whole whole new football team. Yeah. So I guess we'll see how it goes. But yeah. I, maybe, I don't know. Maybe Maybe Oregon – Deserve some praise for coming back and winning the football game. I know we've been kind of down on them. Yeah. But. Yeah, we got to give this team credit. Where they deserve yeah, it. you know, they've won, what, three straight now? Home win against top 15 team and then a team that should have been ranked against Wazoo. Yeah. You know, if they get the job done against Stanford, it's pretty smooth sailing. Or even if they make, if they were to make that Georgia game closer, then maybe. They would probably be a top 10 team. This, people would have more respect for this team. I think Oregon would be a. It's top just 10 hard team. to you know forget about that forty nine to three loss. Yeah, against a Georgia team. I mean, who kind of we saw some weakness from them this week. No, yeah, like if Kent State can score twenty two points on them. Yeah, then you yeah. got to be able to. Surely you can do touchdown. that. Yeah, but you know, I mean, it's first game of the season. Yeah, everything's different. First game of the season. You got a new quarterback, new to the system. So, but. I think that was a big breakout game for Bo Nix. I think he deserves a lot more credit than we, we've been giving him. So I think both these teams are teams to look out for for the rest of the year. See, the thing I just don't want to see against Oregon is I don't want to see him come out flat again against Stanford because they, they were pretty kind of meh through the first yeah. two quarters. Even I'd even say like into the third too. Uh-huh. So better teams will punish them. You know, we saw that with Georgia. Yeah. You know, Georgia punished them. Mm-hmm. So – they I want to start off hotter. Like that against BYU, you know, they started off way hot. You yeah. know, they scored on their first drive. I think they even scored on their second drive. Mm-hmm. They got a field goal. So they got to start a little bit better. And then once they start, you know, good, they got to keep it going. Yeah. So Because there's going to be teams that aren't as forgiving as Washington State later in their schedule. I think that Washington is better than Washington State. I think that Utah is top two in the conference. So those will be some challenges for them later down the road. The college game day, game of the week, was Florida Gators heading out to Tennessee. Lost the game 33-38. to 38. And uh, I think Anthony Richardson, he must have been tuned into our podcast last week. Yeah, he was we're, listening to our episode. Yeah, he was listening because sure. we are kind of dissing his arm and how he hasn't had a throwing touchdown. And dude just threw for 453 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, but also ran for 62 yards and two touchdowns. So over 500 combined yards. Still wasn't able to get the win against a really good Tennessee team. Hendon Hooker, he balled out as well. 350 yards, two touchdowns, and also 112 
yards with one touchdown in the run game. So, I mean, both quarterbacks kind of doing it all. And Tennessee was able to come up, come out, come out on top. I'd say what a great quarterback battle this was. Yeah. You know, I think we've all been expecting more from Anthony Richardson this year. And I think we finally saw what he can do. You know, he can be that true dual threat quarterback. And I thought he was, I thought he was pretty good throwing the ball. It's kind of surprising to see him, you know, 24 for 44. Cause I thought he was more efficient than that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought he made plays when he needed to and put his team in, in a chance to win the game. I know he had that fumble that kind of cost him, but this was the Anthony Richardson I thought we were going to see after the Utah game week yep. one. You know, then we didn't see it week two or week three. So hopefully this is the Anthony Richardson we get the rest of the way because when he plays like that, he's so much fun to watch. Yeah, he is. It's kind of like he dude just balled out this last weekend. Well, it seemed like they tried to to run him outside a little yeah. bit more and kind of get him isolated one-on-one with corners. Yeah, the key to kind of defending Anthony Richardson is just keep him in the pocket because yeah. that's when he's less dangerous. It's when he rolls out and he has the option to be able to, you know, run or make the throw that things get dangerous. No, yeah, and it's, it generally is scary when he gets going, and I think yeah. Tennessee felt that a little bit because he was making plays down the stretch, and I was like, wow, Florida actually might pull this off, you know. Yeah. I it frustrates me with Billy Napier because I don't know what he was doing. I don't know why he was going for two. Going for two in the third quarter, was it? Or was it, it fourth? It was early fourth, you know, down 17. He needed – yeah, so down 17, gets the touchdown, makes it 27-38, and goes for two. It just doesn't make any it sense. doesn't make sense. Yeah. yeah. It's like you're still going to be down nine, so you're just chasing points for no reason. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously he went for it the first time, so he had to go for it the second time. Didn't get either of them. And it ended up costing them because yeah. they got that wild onside kick. Yeah, they had the onside kick towards the end of the game, and they would have had the chance to kick a field goal to tie the game if they didn't go for two on those touchdowns. I was losing it when they when they got that, that onside awesome. kick. Like when yeah, he got he that, he grabbed it, and he actually was making a run. But I yeah. mean, the the ball is obviously dead once once you touch the ball and once on a on an onside kick conversion. No, yeah, and when he got that ball, I was like, "There's no way Florida." I was yeah. just, I was just hoping to see like Anthony Richardson just sail a ball into the end yeah. zone, and one like one of those tall receivers, like Justin Shorter, shorter six yeah, four. Like, he he's just taller than that too. Is he six five? He had a monster game as well. I mean, seven reception, 150 yards. So I mean, he was definitely, he would have been a target towards the end zone. I think that Tennessee just would well, they bring the pressure and they, they brought the heat. Him. Yeah, yeah. They he brought didn't the get heat. the he didn't get the pass off. That would have been crazy. So, Man, it's like I think that's what Anthony Richardson needed from his receivers was to kind of help him out and get open for him, and they did. And I think Florida played a lot better than they're going to get credit for. Yeah. Because you know I think the storyline is going to be Tennessee, which it should be, because you know Hendon Hooker balled. He's a lot better than I thought. Did you know that he's twenty four? He's twenty four years old. Twenty four years old. So wow. he's one of the older QBs and. Dude's a veteran already. Yeah. In college. I think because they were talking about his draft status, and he's just going to be kind of hard to draft because he's already 24. Uh-huh. So, but yeah, I was really impressed with this Tennessee team. You know, it, the offense kind of goes through Hen and Hooker, which it should. You know, 22 for 28, that's super efficient. Yeah. Getting the ball where it needs to be. And then when he needed to, you know, he made plays with his legs. So, Tennessee's going to be a tough team to play against. Yeah, I think the game that we're kind of eyeing out is – October 15th when they got Bama at home. Bama, I'm really dude. excited. I think that they will kind of give Bama the run for their the the most run for their the biggest run for their money. And when when you look down at Bama's schedule, I think that Tennessee has the best chance to beat them. No, yeah, so 
Yeah, wow, they got some they got some great games on that schedule. You're looking at Kentucky and then at Georgia. And at Georgia. Yeah, they got a tough one. So So they definitely got the schedule to be able to Looks like they got a buy there. They got the buy this week and then on the road to LSU. So they got two weeks to prepare because Death Valley is a tough place to play for you LSU. You don't wanna what you don't wanna do is overlook that LSU game. You know, for Bama, yeah. When you got Bama in two yeah. weeks, you know, you kinda wanna go week to week, focus on playing at Death Valley. I know that LSU has had their struggles through these first four weeks, but you don't want to overlook a team like that, especially on the road. Well, Jaden Daniels can show up at any time. Yeah. And, you know, provide an upset. So but yeah, I think I think Hendon Hooker's really underrated. You know, I think he really he kind of opened my eyes a little bit more than AR did. And Actually, like, I ha- I have something I got I gotta pull it up. I think it was RG three. He tweeted. Yes, this was today. He tweeted and said Hendon Hooker is the runaway Heisman favorite after today's performance. And I actually don't disagree. You don't disagree? Well, he's, you know, 1,200 yards, eight touchdowns, no interceptions. I think that's the biggest uh, point. And then, you know, 90.3 QBR, that's third in the nation. No, Stroud's, you know, C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young are, are still in the league, right? No, yeah, like, <laughs> I just think I think it's more impressive what Hendon Hooker's doing with Tennessee. Yeah. Because, you know, Alabama's got... You know, they got the best players in the nation all around them. Same with same with Ohio State. So if Hennon Hooker can keep this up, hasn't turned the ball over. And they played some pretty good teams too. Yeah, you know, he had that game against Pitt. He's thrown two touchdowns in every single game. That's not including, you know, his rushing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He's got three rushing touchdowns, so eleven total touchdowns. I don't know. They gotta they gotta stay consistent. Maybe maybe runaway Heisman isn't yeah. the best thing to say. Maybe uh-huh. not runaway, but yeah, in the I conversation was, for sure. I thought I'd bring that up just because it was pretty interesting. You know? But yeah, Tennessee looks solid. That, they gotta, you know, it's only gonna get harder from here. I think this is the first time in a while that the SEC East is better than the SEC West. Wow. Because you know usually we got Alabama, LSU, Auburn, Texas A M, you know Arkansas. Yeah, but, but now it's a, Tennessee, Kentucky, and Georgia. Yeah, because LSU, I mean, there's been some question marks there. I don't know how good Auburn is. They kind of struggled Auburn's this week. Auburn's terrible, together. man. <laughs> and, they had uh, a new quarterback. Auburn. They had a new quarterback in their game this week. Oh, they did? Yeah. So maybe we'll, maybe that goes different. Yeah, maybe things change for Auburn. But I think you're right. I think that Tennessee looks like one of the premier teams in the SEC yeah. right now. Maybe top two. You yeah. Know, are, are they kind of that third little brother? They're probably like – it's probably like 1A, 1B with uh, Alabama and Georgia until one of them loses. Yeah. And then I'd probably say Tennessee, Kentucky. Okay. It's probably like those next two. Yeah, I think Ohio. Texas A&M still working their way up. Uh-huh. I think Florida's kind of out of it for now. And for the Gators, I mean, they started off three of their f- first four games were against top 20 teams, and they're 2-2, two and 0-2 two, oh to start the conference. But, I mean, they kind of got some easier games going forward for them. They got Eastern Washington – Missouri and then LSU before that Georgia game in four weeks. So I mean, let's see if they can you know put together three wins. I think that I think that'd be a pretty realistic goal for this this team who who hasn't been terrible, hasn't been too great, but you know I'm excited to see how things pan out for them. Yeah, I think Anthony Richardson can finally be happy about how he played. You know, he obviously had the two turnovers, which is what he wants to clean up, but he played good. You know, he finally kind of commanded the offense and. I was confident in the Florida offense for the first time since, you know, game one. Yeah. And so if he keeps that going, I think Florida could maybe upset Georgia, maybe. But I think they still got a long way to go. I think Billy Napier is still kind of learning mm-hmm. about his football team a bit. But 
I don't think Florida should be disappointed with that loss. I think I think that loss kind of rides on Billy Napier. I think you, you got to be better in that situation. You got to yeah. put your kids in a in a place to win, and I think he took them out of that place. I wonder if they ever asked him about that, like if he ever addressed the reasoning on that. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure they did. I don't. We don't have quotes to pull it up, but, but I'm sure they probably did. So, yeah, I think that loss on Billy Napier. So, which <clears throat> is unfortunate. Utah, yeah, as Utah fans, it was nice to see you know Florida team put together a good game. I, I was confident in them, even when they were down. I think it was thirty-one twenty-one, and then thirty-eight twenty-one. Mm-hmm. I was like, get a touchdown here, you know, maybe get a stop on D. You're right back in it. Yeah, but because I mean, obviously we're Utah fans, so the Gators. Our beloved Gators, we're rooting for them the rest of the season. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see how they they back, they bounce back after after that game. Some other notable games for the weekend. I mean, Michigan only won by a score against Maryland. They're a top five team, and another top ten team that lost was Oklahoma at home against Kansas State. This wasn't even a game that we had on our predictions list for the weekend. We didn't really. We kind of expected Oklahoma to just win this one with a breeze. Yeah, especially with Kansas State losing to Tulane last week. Last week, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, huge bounce back for Kansas State to Big. lose to Tulane and then beat the Sooners on the road. On the road in Norman, crazy. No, yeah, it's... shaking things up. We had a lot. We were we were hyping up the Sooners. You know, last week we we're like, is this team gonna lose all year? You know. No, yeah, like, and you look at you look at the stat sheet. Dylan Gabriel played good. You know the receivers were solid. They ran the ball pretty well. It's kind of like how they lose this game. Well, you can't you can't let Adrian Martinez, the quarterback, run for twenty one <laughs> twenty one times for one hundred forty eight yards and four touchdowns. That I like read that stat and I was like, that was a running back, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's like that's the game right there. You know, you yeah. let you let the quarterback torch you and i'm pretty sure adrian martinez is the nebraska transfer and he was terrible at nebraska uh-huh. so that kind of makes it look even worse and i think the ap voters really saw it that way too because they took a they took a hit in the rankings but i know deuce vaughn's gonna be an, be an nfl guy you know he's gonna be one of the top running backs off the board maybe even the top running back mm. either him or Bijan robinson so like he played solid 25 carries 116 but yeah. you can't let adrian martinez go for he definitely was, he was the reason. Yeah, he yeah. was the reason. Yeah, you know, he willed him to the you know, he willed him to the win and maybe that's kinda what he was talking about all week with, you know, the loss to Tulane and how they're gonna respond. But like Dylan Gabriel played good, you know, he made plays when he needed to. You know, he threw the ball well, he's pretty accurate. You know, three hundred and thirty yards, four touchdowns. You you really can't ask more from from Gabriel. I think the big thing for Oklahoma is we we're hyping up that defense, talking about how Maybe Oklahoma finally has a defense and can, you know, score the ball on offense and then, you know, get stops on defense. But 41 to Kansas State, man. And Kansas State's had their number, too. They, uh, I think they've beaten them three straight. This is the third straight loss. Or maybe it's, no, maybe it's two or maybe it's three in the last four. But they've, they've kind of dominated. The fact that it was in Norman, too. Yeah. It must have been some blood. It's some bad blood, you know. K-State's got to have – they got to have some motivation to be able to go in there, pick to lose by two touchdowns. I mean, it was a packed Memorial Stadium, 85,000, pretty much 98% capacity, and they just went in and just sent them home with an L. 
crazy. Especially, I don't think anyone expected that coming off of Tulane. Yeah, this wasn't even a game that I was considering watching this weekend until I looked at the score and I was like, okay, okay. Like, like, where are the Sooners at, you know? They're going to come back, right? And then it just never happened. So back in 2019, Kansas State wins at home 48-41 over Oklahoma. Okay. year later, 2020, in Norman, Kansas State 38, Oklahoma okay. 35. Last year in Manhattan, Oklahoma beat Kansas State 37-31, and then obviously this year. So, so the last three. three out of the last four, Kansas, Kansas State has beat. They got their number. So, yeah, maybe, it, maybe it's not as big a surprise as – Everyone's making it, but yeah, I guess Kansas State's just one of those bogey teams mm-hmm. for Oklahoma. Just can't and for Oklahoma, to... they got TCU next week, and then they got the Red River rivalry that we kind of were Texas looking to be like maybe a top fifteen matchup. But Texas, another Texas, team that went Texas down this lost. weekend. Yeah. Texas lost as well, so maybe who knows if if Oklahoma goes and loses to TCU next week, that could be an unranked matchup that we expected to be a top fifteen matchup. Man, it's a lot of things to. Wor- look out for for the Sooners and for Kansas State. I mean, looking at their schedule, they got Texas Tech next week. That's a big one because Texas Tech just beat Texas. Yeah. And then Iowa State, obviously TCU, and then Oklahoma State. So obviously that Big 12 schedule that we expect, I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe they're kind of a sleeper team and they make a run for the Big 12 championship. Yeah, so now we just kind of wonder who's the favorite in the Big 12. Yeah. Because Kansas is balling out too. Can't, yeah, they're four and zero. They should probably be ranked. That's, I think that's gonna lead us into our next topic is talking about the new AP. New AP. So some notable teams that dropped out. Obviously Florida, Texas, and Miami. They all lost this week. Some teams that entered Kansas State beat Oklahoma, Florida State, or Florida State was already in, right? No, they're new. They're Florida new State's new. They look really good. Minnesota's new. And um, yeah. Top five didn't really budge. Um, Oklahoma dropped to 18 after the loss. So USC filled their spot at number six. Kentucky made their way up to number seven. Tennessee, after their big win against Florida, is up to eight. And Oklahoma State is still nine. NC State sneaks their way in the top ten. So, I mean, a lot of movement this weekend. A lot more than I expected. And it could have been a lot worse as well as far as the top ten because, I mean, Michigan – they were a team that could have lost, and same with Clemson. Could have really shooken some things up for the top ten. Same with USC, too. Yeah, they, USC was close. Yeah. They played a close game against Oregon State. I forgot about that so, one. So Four, five, and six. That could have been five teams that lost this weekend in the top ten. Man, so. And a lot of those we kind of expected to make some some solid runs for the the um, the playoff. Yeah, so if, if you're looking, you know, conference by conference, the SEC is obviously in really good position. You know, you got – one, two, seven, eight. So you got four teams in the top ten. Mm-hmm. You know we, that's expected from the SEC. Then you got the Big Ten. You know, just you know Ohio State, Michigan, and then Penn State. And now Minnesota sneaks in, so they got four teams. It looks like. And then you know Big Twelve, Oklahoma State at nine, but then there's a pretty big fall off. Baylor at sixteen, Oklahoma at eighteen, and then Kansas State at twenty five, and then you got the Pac twelve. Yeah, that's four another teams, exciting thing. We four got teams in the top five. Pac-12's got four teams in the top 15 after this week. I mean, we got Utah at 12, who's kind of been around that area since their loss to Florida. Oregon makes their way up to 13 right behind them. And Washington sneaks their way into the, the top 15 after two big consecutive wins. I mean, they're 4-0, right? They're looking yeah. like a really scary team as well. 
Yeah. And then, you know, ACC, you got Clemson at five, North Carolina State at 10. Then you got Wake Forest, Florida State, and Pitt. So they got they got five teams ranked too. So The playing field looks pretty level this year. Because when I look top to bottom, I could see a couple teams in the top 10 who can make it. I could see a couple teams, you know, from 10 to 15 who also could kind of sneak in. But then you also got teams from like 17 to 25. Like when you look at Wake Forest, who looked really good this weekend. I mean, teams like that who could potentially make a run. And also Florida State at 23. I think that they're a sleeper team in the ACC, 4-0 to start as well. No, yeah, I think unpopular opinion, but I think the game of the week is going to be Wake Forest and Florida State. Florida State. Because Florida State always plays close ones, and Wake Forest can really score. And they, with Sam they both look really good. So I'll be disappointed if this one's you know a blowout one uh-huh. way or the other. I think this could be a really good game though. Yeah, I think I think Wake Forest, you know Sam Hartman's look great, mm-hmm. and you know I think Florida State gets their quarterback back. I think he uh, yeah. went out injured in the last game. Yeah, and I think the so. AP gave Wake Forest a lot of respect after the way that they played against Clemson, only dropping one spot after the loss. I like that a lot, and I think that they should be ahead of at least Arkansas in my opinion. Yeah, I think. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like, Arkansas drops 10 spots. The Aggies go up six. But, like, it's a, it's crap, a top yeah. it's a top 25 loss, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like on a neutral site, too. So yeah, it's kind of interesting how, how that kind of works out. Yeah. I just think it's really crowded from 10 to, to 20, you know, which is really good teams. And I think the top 25 is really crowded as well because you can make an argument that Kansas should be in. Cincinnati should be in, you know. Florida, after a loss to Tennessee, could potentially be in, you know. Wazoo, they should be in after a, after a hard-fought game against Oregon, and same with Oregon State. I think I think Oregon State should definitely be in, you know. They made that USC team look human. Uh-huh. Like, they really did. I mean. They didn't move the ball that, that well. Yeah, at so all. Caleb, I think Caleb Williams at one point was like 3 for 12. Yeah. So they really made him struggle. And that's what was interesting. I know that there was a fact about the betting on that game, I think it was the most popular bet of the weekend was for Oregon State to cover that six and a half. Yeah. Was was that the fact? Or I think it was I think it was the other way. I think it was USC to cover the six and a half. Oh really? Because I think people thought USC was gonna blow them out. Oh wow. So I thought it was the other way. I don't know. I, I could be wrong about that yeah. too, but because I thought that that was a really you know favorable line for Oregon State. Because I think people were sleeping on on Oregon State saying, like, you know, they're not that good. USC is going to absolutely pound them. But when you think about but, how Oregon State plays in Corvallis, they were 8-0 last year. Yeah, that's their first loss since, you know, 20. What would that be? That would be 2020. 2020. So, and I don't know if you watched any of that game, but did you see how Oregon State Stadium was, like, half because they're doing uh, renovations on the one side? Oh, no, I so didn't see that. there's no fans over there. Really? So all the fa- there's 27,000 fans, and they're all on one side. Really? So it's just... So. It was just packed. Yeah, so I, I was kind of wondering how that works because, like, Caleb Williams is hearing noise in, like, one ear. Yeah. But it's kind of, like, quiet, I oh, would right. assume, on the other because... Yeah, a little bit of an illusion. Yeah. You know, something he's never had to deal with before. Maybe, maybe that kind of threw him off. I don't know. Yeah, maybe we'll have to do that in Rice Seckles, you know? Just block off the south end zone or something. Yeah. And, or the east side. Well, they're not they're not loud anyway, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, yeah, so, I don't know. It's interesting. I think... One week into conference play, we're, we're learning a little bit more about teams. Uh, I think we learned that Kentucky and Tennessee are are kind of 
are kind of deadly. And yeah. I think they could actually give Alabama and Georgia a run for their money. And then I think Clemson won a big game last week. I didn't think they were – you know, they scored 51 points, but I just – I wasn't that impressed by them. Yeah. I didn't think that they should jump Michigan after that. Yeah. I thought their secondary was kind they of weak. They both played a really close game. Yeah, I thought their Move. secondary was kind of weak. You know, I thought their offense scored, but I'd, maybe Wake Forest's defense isn't that good. But Four, five, know. and six only won by a score. Oh, yeah. Each team. So – not a lot of movement, but what I'm really excited for is that college football um, ranking to come out. Yeah, they need because that's the one that counts. That's they gotta the one move that. that means they gotta the move that up. Yeah, I know because I just keep thinking about what. What do we find out? It was like week eight or something? It was. It was the first week in November. So yeah, so we got some time. We got we get stuck with this AP, but there's gonna be more shuffling, I think, in the weeks to come. Because yeah. well, even next week. When we're looking at schedules, yeah, even next week, there's gonna be some great games. Yeah, we got a lot of top five, a lot ma- of or top top twenty five matchups. A lot of yeah, a lot of ranked matchups. So there's gonna be a lot of shuffling, but we were looking at these schedules and they just get harder and harder. It seems like which is good. You know, it is good. It's good yeah. for the sport. It's good for the sports. Good for the fans, and uh, good for the teams. It's gonna be a lot of competitive football to to come our way. I think it's interesting too how we've talked about who's the favorite in each conference. And how it's changed so much week to week. Mm. Like, you know, after the Alabama game in the Big 12, I'd say, like, Texas was a favorite. Yeah. And then it was Oklahoma, and now it's <laughs> neither of them, probably. Uh-huh. Even though I still think Texas could win that conference. So, same with the – well, I guess not much has changed with the SEC or the Big Big 10, but Pac-12, you know, it was Utah, and now it's been USC for the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Now Washington's kind of moving its way up. And then, you know, ACC, Clemson's probably still been at the top, but NC State's right there. Yeah, you and know. Wake Forest. I mean, they still got a shot. I think all. Wake Forest still has a shot for sure. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in the coming weeks. And I'm hoping for some chaos this week. I think that we're going to get some chaos. That's I kind of been the trend some. through these first four weeks. So I want to see some. I want to see some big teams lose. Yeah, I want to see like you know the Georgias, the, the Alabamas. Yeah, I want to see. Lot one, to ask for. I want to see one of them lose. We'll see. I would love yeah. to see that as well. I don't know Shake who's up the playoff because it seems like that top five. Isn't really hasn't really been budging. Yeah, I so to see see, see one of those teams change. drop one, you know, it'd be kind of cool. And I, I would like to see, you know, a team like Kentucky or USC sneak in the top five conversation. I think maybe this is a long shot, but Iowa this week they got Michigan coming to their place. Oh yeah, Iowa doesn't score very much, but they also don't give up very much. Yeah, so maybe you know they can get their offense going and their defense can mm-hmm. you know lock them up. Because I mean, Michigan only put up 24 points this weekend against Maryland. Yeah, so. something like that. And then, you know, obviously Bama's got Arkansas. Maybe Arkansas pulls an upset there. Yeah, a little comeback after the loss against a and I don't think Missouri doing anything against Georgia. Yeah. Clemson's got NC State. You know, that's a top 10 game. Yeah, there, there's some good ones this weekend. So. And we'll bring a preview for you guys on Wednesday. That's kind of what we do is uh, Wednesdays we give you a preview. Sundays, we give you a little recap of the weekend. We let you know of anything you missed out on. But, yeah, there's a lot to look forward to in these coming weeks. Yeah, looks like that's a that's a wrap. Yeah, yeah, I think we're going to wrap eight. things up for Episode 8. We appreciate you guys listening in. And, uh, yeah, just follow the podcast. It'll notify you when we come out with our episodes. So that's kind of the best way to stay up to date with your college football knowledge. So, yeah, we'll see you guys Wednesday.